Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Okay, I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal 
and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Kaboom! If you thought four hours a day, 1,200 minutes a week was enough, think again. He's the last remnants of the old republic. A sole bastion of fairness. He treats crackheads in the ghetto gutter the same as the rich pill poppers in the penthouse. Wow. The clearinghouse of hot takes break free for something special. The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller starts right now. That it does. We are in the air everywhere, spanning the globe through the power of podcasting because four hours are not enough. They are not enough. Eight days a week. Eight days a week we are here. This is our one of my favorite podcasts that we do. I love the mailbag. I love the mailbag. It's Sunday, mailbag day. You got football going on. I also noticed, Gascon, that this podcast is evergreen. That we have people that listen to this on Monday and Tuesday. It is timeless. This podcast, the mailbag podcast, is timeless. No, I'd like to have a proper. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Uh, the show. I... Coming in, a man who sabotaged a network radio show on 400 radio stations, Sirius XM radio, and also American Forces Network. And one man butchered that entire show. Give it up for David Gascon, West of the 405. <laughs> I'm happy, and uh, you know, for those that have a problem with a crowd introducing me along with Ben, uh, you can go kiss my ass. (laughs) You're such a dick. (laughs) You're such a dick. I I am happy to report, like you said, with the Evergreen uh, podcast on Sundays, is that uh, I had uh, a a couple people acknowledge your your poll question from Thursday morning. one guy said it was uh, A plus, a 10 effort by me producing your show. Uh, I think the podcast numbers yeah. reflect that. And he said it was a 10 out of 7,000. Uh, he got a 10 out of that. Well, I take the 10 no matter what. Listen, a, a 10 in a 10 in St. Louis, Missouri is is a 20 in California. I'll take whatever I can get these days. That's fine. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, we can BS here. I mean, anything you want to hit on here, or you want me to just go right to no, the no, question? no. But don't forget, um, you mentioned this yesterday. The YouTube uh, channel, Benny versus the Penny. Every yeah. week we do this on Fridays. Uh, we don't have a set set time just yet, but if you subscribe to the channel and you get a notification or reminder, you can get uh, in, yeah. in line with us. Yeah, and, and, and listen, we don't expect you to adjust your entire schedule for a dumb YouTube show. But if you happen to be available at that time, if you got nothing going on, and a lot of us don't because of the pandemic, you know, just give it a give it a watch, give it a thumbs up, and 
Of course, Gascon would like if you're a woman to especially watch that because he's, he doesn't care about the dudes. He's only worried about the uh, the more the merrier. But the ladies, you, you can watch it live or on demand. So if you miss the live broadcast of it, you can watch it uh, on demand as soon as it becomes. Yeah, and you've added that the last couple of weeks. There, you've put each game. So if you just want to hear one game, like you know the, the Monday night game, for example, if you you want to hear that or whatever, you can just. Click ahead and click on the link. You know that it's time coded there, right? Yeah, so can, yeah. Especially, yeah. I mean, because you had it uh, last week. We had two Monday night games, so yeah, people yeah. were able to push through that and get to the Monday night games, which you kind of got fucked on because you capped that game with Cam Newton. I know, I did, I did. I would not have picked the Patriots <laughs> with Brian Hoyer. Are you <laughs> kidding me? Uh, are you are you freaking kidding me? Yeah, I got screwed on that. Yeah, it was pretty bad. <laughs> I did. I had I had a couple more bad beats. It's just not been the last couple of weeks have been shit. But I I, uh, I will be better. I will live to bet another day. Which is uh, even worse because New England it played good enough not only to cover but to win that game. I know. Brian, I thought I was okay. It was a six to three game with a minute to go in the four in the third quarter. Seventy five percent of the game or seventy four percent of the game, and with Brian Hoyer throwing slop. Yeah. And yet, the Patriots were still blow for blow right there with the Kansas City well, Chiefs. He, not only did he throw a bad pick, but in the first half, Mahomes should have been picked off. He wasn't. And Brian Hoyer took a sack before the end of the second quarter, and they had no timeouts remaining. So it would have been 6-6 six, six yeah. had he had enough... You know, well, you got to remind me of that, Giska. And I'm moving on. My, I, I, I don't want to. I don't want to deal with it. Uh, we got to talk about the ups and the downs. We can't just all be out of it. ups. I'm a positive guy. I'm Benny Brightside. I'm not a negative person. I'm a positive person. We. This is 2020. We're living in the gutter right now. Oh, that's true. It's funny, the uh, not to get carried away on politics, but I hear these election commercials living in California, and I hear anytime there's a tell on how I'm going to vote, anytime on these propositions in California, they yeah. say, Governor Newsom wants you to vote this way. Okay, I'm voting the other way. Uh, <laughs> I don't even look at it. As long as I hear these commercials on the radio, uh, Gavin Newsom recommends you vote this way. Okay, I'm, I'm voting the other way. Do you, now do you get the text Anything that scumbag supports, I do not support. What? <laughs> I said, do you get the text messages? messages about the propositions no i haven't been getting those no, i've been getting the text messages on those like what do you support we got one the other day it said do you support uh reparations oh is that right yeah <laughs> yes uh, i think everyone uh, should get reparation how are they going to find the money for that guest guy where are they going to are they money trees maybe there's money trees in the sequoias buried in the sequoias somewhere what is the uh What's the genetics testing that you did? Or was it you or your wife that did? It was a 20... 20- oh, the DNA. Yeah. Well, she signed up for one of those things. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. Maybe they do the reparations through that. You have to find out what you are. Well, I mean, many people were... If you can go for, far enough back, the Jewish people were slaves. So I, maybe I can get some money out of the Romans or something like that. I can get some money, you know, set my people free. I, uh, you know, because bloodlines, right? Why not? Send Come on, a, go back send, far enough. Send an invoice to the Germans for that one. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I should send it to, uh, yeah. All right, let's get to some questions before we get in trouble here, Gascon. Yes? All right, uh, here are some questions. Uh, let's get this party started. We have some email questions. Okay. Glenn in Chicago writes, and he says, how many one-night stands has Gagon had? I'll set the over-under at four and a half. Yeah. I'm going to take the over on that. 
I, uh, my man gets gone back in the day. I've heard stories. Now, I don't know if they're true or not. A lot of guys like to tell fish stories. But I've heard you were very prolific back in the day, Gascon. You've had some uh, some enjoyment with the ladies. Yeah, that'd be correct. Four four and a half is uh, a decent bar, but it it did go over, unfortunately. Are we at the ten bar? Are we at the twenty no, bar? No, under, no, under under ten. Under ten, but really close to ten. And you'd like to get to ten. You'd no, be you'd no. be open. You know, contact Gascon, ladies, if you'd like to help him increase his numbers there. Uh, and then Glenn says more Regina drops. Who the fuck is Regina? Thanks for listening to the show, Gascon. Regina is a decorated member of the Maller Militia. She is in Minnesota. We call her Spin Cycle Regina. Nice. And I love Regina. She has nothing to say ever when she calls up. She just likes to giggle, and she talks about sitting on a washing machine because of the spin cycle. It sounds hot. Yeah, it's wonderful. Does she have her teeth? I've, I've never met her. I'm sure she's a beautiful woman. I, I don't know what's going on with her. All right. You get some uh, Chris, Chris uh, writes in, uh, and he says, Chris in Maricopa. Iowa, uh, Maricopa, Iowa. He says, uh, near Davenport, home of the Quad City River yes. Bandits. I'm going to have to get a hat from the Quad City River Bandits to add to my collection of, of hats. I am the Mad Hatter of Sports Chatter. Sadly, he says, an affiliate of the Astros. Well, f- screw that. I don't want a hat from the Astros affiliate. Uh, and Chris writes in from Iowa. He says, David, when is the last time you and Pops talked OJ? And any memories stand out? Did you watch the trial? There you go. He wants all OJ all the time, guess gun. You and uh, Pops bring that up. Obviously, your dad became internationally famous during the OJ trial. He was on every TV station in the freaking world. That's pretty nuts. Yeah. I didn't watch the the trial, yeah. but we talked about it on, on occasion, especially because of the, the ESPN documentary that came out a couple years ago. He was part of that, and they won, uh, I think it was an Emmy. They won oh, cool. for best documentary. I think that was the last year that they allowed them to win or to be nominated for an Emmy based on documentaries. But yeah, he was a part yeah. of that and kind of twisted because he was a part of that case. And I have a really good friend that I went to elementary and high school with that worked for the DA's office in Las Vegas. And when OJ was convicted, he was a part of that case. And so I remember him calling me and said, hey, I did something your dad couldn't do. That's put... <laughs> wow. We get a good laugh out of it. Uh, that's funny. Uh, Chris also says for me, he says, Ben, where were you during the chase and did you watch the trial? Well, I have a great OJ chase story. I was going to Saddleback College and I was interning at the Mighty 690 in San Diego, but I was going to the college radio station. I was living in, you know, I grew up in Orange County. I was in Irvine and I got on the freeway to go south to Mission Viejo where Saddleback College is to go to the college radio station and i saw the tail end although i didn't know it at the time gascon i did not know it at the time and then i put two and two together when i when i got down to the college radio station and everyone was watching on the tv that only had one little tv i had seen the caravan oj had got, i guess he had tried to go to the cemetery where nicole uh, like it wasn't he? He was there. The Nicole the was at the cemetery or something like that. You know, her body, right? He was in Laguna Hills. It was yeah. in Laguna Hills. Anyway, he was driving up the freeway, and I saw like like four, five, six police cars, and you know, I, I just like some kind of white car. I didn't even really wreck. I didn't think anything of it. I was like, all right, there's a police chase. And then I was like, oh, my God, that was like the beginning. That was the early part of the police chase, <laughs> the slow speed chase. And I saw I saw the tail end of it. And in retrospect, I was like, damn it, I wish I had known. You know, you didn't know. I mean, you see, in L.A., we see, in Orange County, we see police chases all the time. You don't think anything of it. 
because it happens so often. But uh, yeah, I, I watched the trial. In fact, by the time the trial came around, I was I was working as a reporter at Dodger Stadium, covering the Dodgers and the, and the teams in L.A. for the Mighty 690 by that time. And I remember going in through downtown to get to Dodger Stadium. You go by the the downtown the the court building there. And there were there was tent not tent city it was TV city with all the satellite trucks from around the world these massive satellite trucks yeah. to broadcast the OJ trial it was insane it was like they said it was like the Olympics and and uh, one of my my buddies Norm I don't know if you've met Norm Norm Peters he covered the OJ trial in the courtroom he had a seat in the courtroom oh man and Norm would cover the trial during the day and then he'd come out to the stadium in the press box and he would sit next to me and he would regale me with stories and he'd tell us you know everyone would wanted to, hey, Norm, what happened in the OJ trial today? And uh, and I also remember, the other thing I remember about that is at a Dodger game, uh, it was it was a night game. I think they were playing like the Cardinals or something like that. I don't forget who they were playing, but there were Judge Ito impersonators <laughs> that showed up and everyone went nuts. There were these two like Asian dudes that were dressed like Judge Ito and they they had the full robe on the whole thing. It was hilarious. That's good, man. Yeah, That's I remember that. That was that was that one stood out. Could like, you imagine if we had social media back then? Oh my god. I don't know how it, I don't know how it could have been bigger though. You know, I don't like that was so big. I think it was almost bigger because we didn't have social yeah. media. You know what I mean? Like everyone had to go to a TV to watch it, and yeah, that was that was nuts, man. And you were probably like fifty by then, right? You know, I uh, I was a teenager. <laughs> I just I remember because I would not see my dad for days. He would never be. I mean, don't forget that was a hot time in L.A. because you had a few years before that with the L.A. The riots. riots. Yes, yeah. the riots in L.A. That's uh, right. The Michael Jackson case, and then with the North Hollywood shootout too. There was a lot of things going down in L.A. during that time. Yeah, well, it seems like there's always crazy things going on here. But yeah, that was a that was a spicy hot period of uh, of time for sure. Um, let's see here, Tammy in Montana writes it. One of your fangirls there, uh, and uh, she says, "Ben, the militia love the militia women love David, except for Rachel and Montebello. She is your stalker." There you go. And good news, Tammy is supporting the Benny versus the Penny podcast. She said she has been uh, somewhat active there on that fanatic link. So, so thank you for that. Pretty awesome. There you go. Very she, she likes the interviews we do in the fifth hour as well. So, uh, yeah. It's good. She enjoys the beards. So, yeah. I'm thinking about doing the old uh, shave the head type thing. Not go uh, fully bald, but uh, go. Uh, let it trip. happen, man. Let it happen. Just let it happen. Dude, yeah. You got to do it, man. Just you got to do it. got to take the jump. I, I don't think I would look good bald, but I think I, I could do it like a, like a one buzz cut or something no, like that. No, go all the way. How about, how about this? Have the wifey bick your head. Just put shaving cream all over your head and have her bick it. That. You're there, man. You got I'm, not, the, I'm you, not quite ready for you that. You got the gray beard, and if you don't, uh, you, wait. Listen, you wear hats the majority of the time, anyway. I know that's a good point. And you're yeah. not. You're not I, I told her. That. I said, like, I did tell her the other day. I said, why? Why the fuck am I going to the barber? I got nothing up top. I got some on the side, but like, what's the point? I'm. I'm and every time I go to the barber, one time it's twenty bucks, one time it's twenty five, the next time it's thirty. Yeah. They just like they, they just pull out of the sky what price they want to charge you, and I'm like, the price has gone up, and my hair has gotten lower. So <laughs> like, th- it doesn't make any sense. Plus, you got to pay five bucks for a tip, but this is a win-win for you. All right, I'm a pilot, right? Yes, he finally got in. 
Uh, he writes and says, other than flying, I'm a graduate of the culinary arts as well, much like Gordon Ramsay and Wolfgang Puck. Their name is the only connection to the establishment. The time has come for the Maller militia to acknowledge that the executive chef of the fifth hour with Ben Maller is none other than David Gascon. Mm. What? Yeah, it's good. I You've got to be... I'm a pilot. What? You've got to be this guy. No no one loves you like he does in Tammy in Montana. Uh, he says he has worked his media magic to elevate the fifth hour from his, pre- from his peasant-like slop to Michelin star-rated ratio gold. Yeah. Uh, what started out as a rubbery Maller-Fowler chicken sandwich with warm beer, David Gascon has turned into a Wagyu tomahawk steak complete with the accoutrement and a nice Cabernet. It's gorgeous. Sounds terrible. I love the wording on that. I, I hope he actually oh, stop. puts that up. He's not done. There's more here. Oh, then keep going. This is like the never-ending story here. David Gascon has resonated with listeners west of the 405 and across the world who possess the vocabulary that the regular Maller militia lack no longer will be subjected, he says, be subjected to the drunken slurring of beer-drinking Brian, half-pint, real talk, and weed man hippie. I remember listening way back in the day, my ears bleeding from Daryl in Knoxville, Hotel Ryan, Mad Clown, and the Seven-Toed Flex. Well, that's good knowledge. I'm a pilot. You have been listening a long time because Hotel Ryan's like he's all grown up now. He's got a family. <laughs> I don't know what happened to Daryl in Knoxville. He calls every once in a while. The mad clown also grew up and got a family. Flexus hasn't grown up and still calls the show. Uh, what was once an audience barely fit for Ben and maybe Arnie Spanier has now become a respectable, uh, coveted podcast. Oh, this is full of bullshit is what this is. Man, oh man, I can smell the bullshit. I sound, it sounds like we've taken this podcast from blue collar to white collar, and I'm enjoying I'm not done. I'm not done, uh, which leads to my next uh, question. My question, he says, uh, I'm a pilot. Will Ben finally acknowledge that David Gascon is the brains behind the operation? <laughs> I'm a pilot. You obviously sent this before his producing work on the show. Uh, you now have a plethora, he says, of media outlets that you never could have fathomed before. Instagram, Cameo, YouTube. Anybody can get an Instagram account. I'm a pilot. You don't even have to be alive to have an Instagram account. Cameo, that's hard to get on YouTube. Uh, I could, anybody could get on YouTube. He says, all because of the talented David Gascon. Wow, this guy is just blowing smoke up your tuchus, man. No, he acknowledges the effort, the hustle, the uh, the motivation, the inspiration that I provide. I I appreciate that. He took. All right, I don't I don't even want to read the rest. This is so. This is disgusting. I want to take a shower. And he says, respectfully, I'm a pilot. Flying hiatus is over. Oh, he's back at work. That's good. Wouldn't mind a little trip from I'm a pilot. Where, where could we go? We could like New Zealand. That'd be a fun trip, man. Europe. Could you survive 18 hours though? Depends on what kind of plane I'm a pilot's got. That's the 777, 787, I would imagine. I'd take a sleeping pill. Like it couldn't be that bad, right? Yeah. He Yeah, we need uh well he flies all over the world, so that's the best part about yeah. it. We can do a little first class and Glenn in Chicago sent this in on the email. Uh, we already used one of Glenn's questions. He says, what do you think of Dan McNeil from the score in Chicago here getting fired for what he tweeted about the sideline reporter's outfit? 
Uh, it's just you know, it's just the sign of the times. I mean, you can't uh, you can't say anything on Twitter that's even mildly uh, offensive to people. I didn't think that's a fireable offense, but on Twitter it is. So I mean, you gotta you, know, you think these are the times we're in. You know, it's not like when we did the podcast with Arnie, me and Arnie back in the day. You could you know say anything you wanted and didn't matter. And I mean, I remember some of the stuff we used to do, and it was insane. And if we did it now, we'd be out of work. But times were different. Now everyone's uh, you know get their panties in a wad over something. So it's the way it is. So. Gascon, any thoughts you have on that? No, I, I think it's what we mentioned earlier. Just. You get nostalgic about it, and then it makes the stories that much better, but you get a little bitter because you can't do some of that shit anymore. Yeah. I appreciate it. Like you can't even question a person's outfit. Without, well, we, we had who's to- on television, but I also love that. Remember the column Whitlock wrote a couple weeks ago? Oh, about I forget who it was, but she got her job because of her looks. Like, and people got so upset. They were like so offended by that, but like. In television, isn't that why you get hired? I mean, that is it might not be the, the only thing, but it's a variable because people have to look at you. So why is that offensive? No. It's I don't understand how people were like, oh, I can't believe you would say that. That's sexist. I, I, I don't see a lot of ugly women on television. There are a few of them, but I don't see a lot of ugly women. In, Where are the ugly women on TV? Point them out to me. Uh, I don't want to do that. But Joe Buck said it in his book, his book, Lucky Bastard. He said he had multiple executive producers that said, hey, you need to lose weight. Nobody wants to look at a fat guy on TV. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like we used to crack jokes because the only real fat guy that I know on TV in the Bay Area, you know who I'm talking about there? Oh, yeah. The Is it um, uh, not Bernie? Um, no, no. Ray Ratto. Yeah. Ray Ratto. Yeah. I love Ray Ratto. I've only met Ray Ratto like one time. He probably has no idea who I am. But I, Ray Ratto's a hero. This guy's had a long I don't know if he's still on TV in the Bay Area, but he was on TV for like 15 years. Yeah. And he is the, like the last guy you would think would be on TV, and uh, it's good. gives It gives hope for people like me. <laughs> but like when I when I was on TV for a year at NBC, I, I was lean and mean, man. I, I they didn't put me on when I was fat. I didn't have a TV job when I was fat. I lost weight and worked out. All right, Carlos in Houston writes in. He says, "Who was y'all's favorite superhero growing up?" Uh, also, Ben, you should be happy. The Astros are embracing being the heels of baseball. It's great. Well, I agree with you on that. Like Carlos Correa is a punk, and he loves being a punk, and the Astros are in denial and all this stuff. I, I, I do think it's good that they are embracing. I, I will agree with you on that. Favorite superstar? I loved the cartoons. I was a big fan. I had my Batman period. I used to love... Uh, I like the Batman cartoon. I also like the Batman TV show, the original, with Bruce Wayne uh, and 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 uh, what was the guy's name? The other guy, Adam uh, West. Ad- Adam West, who played Bruce Wayne, and then and, uh, Bert something, who was Robin. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was good. I like that. Spider-Man, Spider-Man, Spider-Man. Uh, yeah, I, I went through the, all the superheroes. I liked Fat Albert at one point. That was a hero of mine uh, I was a kid. I felt, hey, hey, hey. I felt so sad when, when Christopher Reeve was paralyzed. Oh, that did suck, man. I thought he was the greatest Superman. I did, too. I thought he was the coolest Superman. Yeah. yeah. My favorite was, when, I forget, I think it was Superman 2 when he got sick. And he started flicking those peanuts at the, the the alcohol bottles in the bar. 
<laughs> just think if he hadn't had his little accident with the horse, he probably would have made seven or eight more of those movies, right? Yeah. Conceivably, he could have. Yeah. It was great, man. All right. Kentucky Jay in Scottsville, Kentucky writes in. He says, not much of a mind-boggling question. Kentucky Tay and I got the goods. We promised. You mentioned it last fifth hour. What address do we send it to? Oh, should we give out the address now, Gascon? Is that... Uh, yeah, ready when you are. All right, hold on a sec. It's been so long since I've been there. I got to find the because uh, <laughs> I don't know which floor it is anymore. I, oh, I I do. Well, I think it's the same. Yeah, I don't know the mail. Room. I I used to know where the mail room was. I don't even know where the mail room is. They just dropped the mail off. All right, send it to care of the Ben Maller Show, one five two six zero Ventura Boulevard, Suite four hundred, Sherman Oaks, California nine one four zero three. And that's all you have to do. And uh, let me know, though, if you do. And and not just for for you guys, Kentucky uh, Jay and Kentucky Tay, but for anybody, if you send something to the show, if you want to, you know, it's very kind. Some people do, and it's great. We love it. It's nice. Um, But just send it to that address. And let us know, though, so I'll go in and I'll slum and hang out with the masses and pick it up. So, uh, again, the address, 15260 Ventura Boulevard, Suite 400, Sherman Oaks. California, right there at the corner of Ventura and Sepulveda, 91403. And uh, we will be very grateful uh, from that little care package. That'll be good, right? Yes. If he, uh, if, if and when he does send that, that would be a perfect reason for you to barbecue that steak. Uh, you are, you no, are because you have, you have one with the other. That's a perfect compliment. All right, John in San Diego says, what is, we're doing the mailbag. John in San Diego says, what's your take on the Chargers for getting their San Diego roots and backing your Dodgers? Given the bull track record of no titles, are you worried about a jinx? Well, listen, John, you know I started in radio in San Diego, and I have a great affinity for the San Diego Charger fan. I used to spend time at the Jack Murphy Stadium watching the Padres, even though I'm a blood enemy now of the Padres because they played the Dodgers this week. But I uh, I have a, a place in my heart for San Diego sports, and I think it sucks the Chargers left. They should have been in San Diego. It's a joke. I hold out hope that at some point people will come to their senses and the Chargers will go back to San Diego and they'll build a stadium. There is a path to go back. Although I don't know if the Charger fans would take them back in San Diego. I, it's one, it's amazing. It's one of the great things. I, I talked to some people that work for the Chargers. They were convinced that you San Diego fans were going to make the drive up to L.A. and they they while they built an L.A. fan base, while they cultivated an L.A. fan base, they'd have the San Diego Charger fan that would take buses up to go watch them play. And instead, it was buses of Chiefs fans, Raider fans, Bronco fans, and every other team they played. And it was like another road game. It was crazy. I don't understand how people thought, yeah, the Chargers or San Diego natives would be back in those Chargers. I would... I'd be like, fuck you all the way up to five free. What are the no? And that's what you should do. I agree. I agree with that. And just think about though, if the NFL had played this right. Now, I like that Vegas has a team and it's great for Vegas, good for Vegas, and the Raiders and the towns embraced it. But you know how many Raider fans are in LA? How the Raiders would have done if they they would have trumped the Rams. And the Rams have a good following, but the Raider fans, insane. They would have sold out every game. Not that anyone's buying tickets these days, but it would have been wonderful. All right, uh, Matt in Goffstown, New Hampshire, writes in and says, Ben, uh, what are the Detroit Lions going to do with this mess of Quinn and Patricia? 
Is there any point of firing them now? The Lions can't even tank for Trevor because we already suck. Signed, hopeless in New Hampshire. Or hopeless in New Hampshire. Uh, yeah, I mean, Patricia's going to get fired. He'll be back with Bill Belichick as one of the assistants with the Patriots next year. And they'll bring in some other dope. I love the fact that stat I gave on the show. I hope you heard it, Matt, that the Lions first picked a defensive back from Ohio State. Was it Akuda? I believe his name. Yeah. Uh, ranked 103rd out of 103 defensive backs. According to Pro Football Focus, the guy was the number three pick. He's the worst defensive back the first quarter of the season in the entire NFL. Unbelievable. All right. A bear in Rochester, New York, writes and says, Ben, what is the deal with Marcel, as he calls himself? I cannot believe his diet and the way he thinks he is an actual talent. But who eats that crap for real? He isn't really eating like that. It's a bit, right? No, no, no. Bear... Listen, I feel bad for Marcel. One of the reasons I like putting Marcel on is because we, not that I'm patting myself on the back, but I feel like we are providing him hope. Marcel lives in the projects in Brooklyn, and uh, you know he he's got some issues. He's got you know, we all have issues. He's got some issues that we don't have. And uh, you know, from what I understand, I don't know a lot about Marcel's situation. I know a little bit more than I say on the air, and I won't say things. This is personal business, and I don't want to give out his personal business. But he's got a few setbacks that he's had, and essentially he's by himself all the time. So the only friend he's got is the radio. And he likes calling into radio shows because it makes him feel like he's got a connection with outside the projects in Brooklyn. He doesn't even really leave. It's not safe where he lives in Brooklyn. He doesn't leave very often. And uh, essentially, from what I understand, some of his relatives will drop off you know, food. And they'll go on a Monday and they'll drop off oodles and noodles or hot dogs or fries or pizza. And that's it. And he's whatever they whatever the family gives him, that's what he eats. And unfortunately, a lot of the stuff that they give him is, you know, stuff that's a 49 cent pack of noodles. Uh, that's just kind of how it goes. So it sucks. But that's his diet. And, you know, it's, it, it started because he was calling me on the Boston show and he was just terrible. And I felt bad because he had nothing to say. And I was like, all right. So I was just trying to make some small talk. And I was like, hey, what you have for dinner? And then Marcel said, I had uh, I had some Chef Boyardee. So then I did this whole rant. I did this bit. Like, I was, oh, you know, that's, you, know you go to the finest restaurants in, in Italy and they serve, they serve Chef Boyardee. Or, or, or Chef, I can't even say it now. Uh, uh, anyway, he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, played along. And it was hilarious. That's the Marcel story. Gascon would spit at him because Gascon, if Gascon was in charge, he wouldn't even take the calls. But uh, see, there's, I'm not a complete asshole. Like, I look out for that Marcel, you know? I want, I want him to, to feel somewhat important. It's only a couple of minutes of my time, right? Yeah, I, that's why I don't have a problem with you having guys like that on. It's funny yeah. when you get people that bitch about 30 seconds or a minute with somebody. Yeah, these guys down on his luck, man. You guys got a tough life, tough uh, deck of cards, and trying to make uh, give him credit. He's the happiest guy in the world. He th- he thinks he's n- breaking news guy, and he's calling. He's got all our show. He calls the show in Maine, the morning jab guys, and he's got every day. He calls a different show, and it makes his life enjoyable. So good for him. Hey. Make, him make him call Arnie Spanier show. Well, that wouldn't make his life enjoyable. That would not make his life enjoyable. Frank in San Dimas, California. San Dimas, beautiful place. You ever been to San Dimas? I haven't been there. Beautiful Raging place. Waters is out there, right? That is correct. Yeah, yeah there's a beautiful park. 
uh, forget the name of it, but there's a there's like a lake right there, right next to Raging Waters. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I haven't been there in a long time. Yeah. All right. Uh, Frank in San Dimas writes and says, uh, please, L.A. Dodgers, use Kenley Jansen sparingly. If not at all, him and Dave Roberts would be the beginning of a nightmare. I Listen, Frank, I agree with you. I do not want to see Kenley Jansen in another high-pressure situation uh, until next season, in the regular season. He has not earned it. He has not earned it. Sorry. Sorry. Raider Freak in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, writes in. He says, the situation in Las Vegas, should we park the car just yet or what? Personally, I'm tired of his damn excuses. Love the show, Ben. There you go. All right. uh, Thank you, Raider Freak in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Uh, So here's what I think is going to happen. My theory on the Raiders is Mariota, he was injured to begin the year. Once they get Mariota back and up to speed, and as soon as Carr has a couple of stink bombs in a row... Either Carr's going to get hurt, they'll figure out some Fugazi injury and say, yeah, there's something you got to sit out. But they're going to get Mariota in the game. I, I'm convinced that he's going to start. And just to see what they got. Now, I think Mariota's like a doppelganger of, of Carr, unfortunately. I don't think he's much better, but he's different. He's different. Uh, Kevin in Rockford, Illinois, writes and says, Mr. Moneyball Maller, if Brian Finley and David Gascon were to partake in a five-round MMA fight, who should I put my money on? Wow. Now, that's the ultimate uh, Sophie's choice is what that is. You got Gascon west of the 405. You got Silver Spoon, Brian Finley. Uh, man, I think you guys would play patty cake for five <laughs> rounds is what you do. And uh, you talk about how wonderful your your lives are and all that, how rich you are. And, uh, yeah. Uh, I guess I would give the edge to you because Finley's a bit of a petite guy and you've got some more bulk to you. You're kind of fat. So I, I would give the edge to you uh, or the advantage to you. I, I'd feel a little guilty about doing any harm to him. He's nicely dressed. He is west of the 405. He's a, he's a proper man. He's kind and, and gentle to some. And yeah, I don't know. I, I think I'd... I think I'd abdicate the uh, the throne, at least in a, in a cage match, to Brian Finley. All right, uh, Justin in Moline writes in. He says, "What's that?" It's in Illinois, I believe. Oh, right? Am I right on? No, it? I don't know. Right? You don't know where Moline? Yeah, it's Moline, Illinois. Oh, very nice. Yeah, I've heard of it before. It's a, it's in the Quad Cities area, I think. Ah, I don't know. I, I'm going Quad Cities. All right. It's a nice small. You know, it's like I don't know. It's probably. 50,000 people there or something like that? I don't know. You just get some obscure locations of people, and I'm always curious. I know, because you're west of the four of You want only east coast, west oh, coast, no, no, the no, entire no. flyover no, no. country. You're like, fuck them. I don't care about how them. Many, man. How many states in our republic have you been to? Uh, I've been to more than you think, actually, guess, God. I've been to more than you think because uh, my travels with the Dodgers back in the oh, day. Okay. But I, I don't know. I don't know. I haven't really counted, but. Yeah. I've been to 26. Uh, and you're bragging about that? Yeah. Oh, I've been to 26 states. Oh. I didn't go. I've flown was... over all. F- <laughs> I've flown over 49 of them. I haven't flown over, uh, you know, Alaska. But the go- the Northeast, you got an advantage because all those small states, you know, it's easy. You drive through. You're like, oh, I'm in Rhode Island. I'm in Connecticut. I'm in Vermont. I'm in New Hampshire. I'm like, I'm in Maine. I'm in Massachusetts. I'm like, okay, good. You're, you're not. Cal- you know, in the West, 
driving around California, there'd be like seven, eight states if it wasn't the East Coast. That's true. No, when you go to Boston, though, do you go to Logan or do you fly into JFK and then train it or drive up? No, no, I fly into Logan. Although I have, I have done the train, the Amtrak. Yeah. Ex- what's it called? The Expedia? No, no. What's the name of the Amtrak from New York to Boston? I don't know. It starts about. with an A. But yeah, yeah, I've taken that. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I was gonna say, kind of expensive actually. I thought it would be cheaper. I was going to say Asperia, yeah. but I don't think it's. I think that's right. Actually, I think that's right. Is it? Uh, that sounds right to me. Anyway, Justin and Moline says, "What do you think about CoronaGate? I feel Cam Newton's COVID test results were faked by Roger Goodell <laughs> to give Mahomes the edge and keep the whole Mahomes love going." Well, I like your conspiracy theory mind, Justin. That's that's good. I did not. I've not heard that one before. It is odd, though, man. I got to tell you, this whole thing with these a these these tests where people are positive and they're asymptomatic, to me, that's wild. Like, you're telling me you have an illness, you're sick, and you don't have any symptoms, and you don't feel sick, and you don't even realize you're sick. I mean, that's, that's just, that part is nuts to me. Yeah. I, I just told, I mean... With what Tennessee happened a couple days ago, like what, what would you rather have happen to you as an organization? Lose a game because of a forfeit or lose draft picks? Yeah, I mean, I was on the other day with my guy Bob Fesco in Kansas City on 610 Sports, our home in Kansas City. And Bob brought up a good point. He's like, well, if you forfeit, I'm, I'm team forfeit. Yeah. But Bob's like, well, like, for example, Buffalo. You forfeit, and as we're doing this, we don't know whether Buffalo's playing the game or not. We don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's just say Tennessee has to forfeit the game. Buffalo gets the win. Well, that hurts the Chiefs because the Chiefs are in a race with Buffalo. And then, I didn't, yeah, I mean, it's a decent point. Yeah. I'll concede that's a decent point. But you, there's got to be some kind of punishment. The draft picks doesn't don't affect the players. It is odd, though, because and I, I brought this up with Bob also. Like, you think about the Titans, and it's all about perspective. Like, there was a time we would have celebrated the fact that Ryan Tannehill and these guys want to win so fucking bad that they would work out together when they're not supposed to because they want to win. You know, they want to win. And, and we would celebrate that. But now it's gotcha. It's gotcha. We gotcha. You're not supposed to be doing that. And I get it. Now, the one, the one with the Cam Newton apparently going out to dinner after he had been told he tested positive according to Schefter and he went out with Gilmore and I mean that is that's that's nuts this you know I'm I'm thinking a lot of this stuff's bullcrap but if somebody tells me I have the coronavirus I'm not going to go out and have a nice Italian deal you know dinner somewhere you know or whatever oh Uh, the Raiders what a week ago they were at that gala together Oh, yeah, yeah, they went. Yeah, that's right. They got in trouble. Guys got in trouble with that. Uh, Zach in Greensboro, North Carolina says, Ben, what's your favorite sports moment? Well, that'll be when the Clippers win the championship in the next couple of years with Kawhi Leonard. That'll be my great moment. The Dodgers win the World Series. My greatest sports moments haven't happened. I've seen a lot of <laughs> crap sports moments. Yeah. I've seen the cheating Astros win the World Series, the cheating Red Sox win the World Series. I saw... The Miami, they were then the Florida Marlins win the World Series. I've seen the Lakers win NBA championships. I've seen some 
you know, whatever. I saw Matt Stairs hit a home run against the Dodgers halfway up the pavilion. You saw a high-potent Rams offense score three points in the Super Bowl. Yes, yes. Uh, and I saw the coach of the Rams following around, Sean McVay following around Bill Belichick and uh, like a puppy dog. You know, like, oh, or a star-smitten teenager. It's like a teenage girl in love with some person in the band, you know, just the whole the, the trope of that. Yeah. Sean in Milwaukee says, uh, whom's do you think you are? That's from uh, from Sean. Thank you, Sean. Uh, Alf, east of the Rockies, writes in on the wild card line. He says, Ben, this is Alf the Great O'Piner. He says, Ben, I need you to put your tinfoil hat on for this question. Do you think that the mood rings issued to NBA players were made in China? Bubble aside, don't you find it odd that the NBA has remained immune to COVID and that Major League Baseball and now the NFL are under siege? He says, ah, uh, oh, so you, so Alf's going conspiracy guy. Alf's, Alf's going tinfoil hat like that. Now, what is the conspiracy here, Alf? Is it that the rings don't actually work and the players all actually have COVID in the NBA and they're just asymptomatic? Or is it that China has a cure for the coronavirus and since the NBA is an ally of Chinese money, that the NBA players have been given the special magic sauce, the witch's brew? What's a better conspiracy, Gascon? I think the witch's brew. Witch's brew? Yeah, yeah. it's got to yeah. be. I mean, but the NBA and the NHL, they haven't had, they didn't have any positive cases and they're both in bubbles. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just, you can't ask someone to spend seven months in a bubble. It's yeah. unrealistic. I mean, come on. I don't care how much money you make. You're not going to do that. Uh, Alf also says, Am I the only schmuck that has ponied up cash on Fanatics via Benny versus the Penny? I don't know. I, I think Tammy and Montana, right? A few yeah, others. Well, yeah. Uh, there's a couple of them. We've had a few people, which, and I saw Robbie the Mariner fan. He loves. Josh Allen, I think he bought a Josh Allen autograph <laughs> photo on there, which I didn't even know they sold on Fanatics. Yeah. Uh, Danny uh, writes in, uh, Daniel in California says, how can the Clippers improve for next season? Specific, I guess he wants specific examples. Well, they've already fired Doc Rivers. That's the first step in the right direction. Doc stood there with his arms up like Bud Selig at the All-Star game years ago. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. You know, do something. I know coaches don't matter that much, but you could have done something. You could have tried something. He did nothing. He was in, you know, sitting there watching the fire burn down the building without trying to put out the fire. Uh, but I, I think you got to look at trading Paul George. And believe it or not, from what I've t- been, been hearing, he's actually got value, which blows me away considering what a stiff he's been in the postseason. But there are teams in the, around the NBA that really value him. And really, it's just what Kawhi wants. I think you've got to – to me, they had a good enough team to win a championship. They just didn't play well for three games in a row against the Denver Nuggets. So, like, you're just going to change the, the players, but they already had the players. It's, it's about – to me, it's about execution, obviously. I don't think the Lakers are the best team in the NBA, but they've been able to put it together, and the, the Clippers were not. And, and so that's, that's how you end up in the spot that you're in. They don't have a lot of wiggle room. They have no draft picks, the Clippers, for like the next 10 years. They're all in Oklahoma City. They got endless money from the owner. And there's always like you can buy first-round picks if you want to get a first-round pick. Those those end of the first-round picks are always sold every year. There's a couple of them. Ethan and Akron writes. And we haven't heard from Ethan on Twitter very much. Ethan, are you still on Twitter? You've kind of disappeared. Maybe he's back in school. Ethan says, what animal would you guys want to ride like a horse? 
We should consider riding drafts like horses. Oh, Ethan must be smoking a lot of pot when he sent this in. Uh, I don't know. It'd be cool to sit on like an elephant. They do elephant rides or a rhino. Yeah, how about a lot? Rhino would be good. How about a lion though? Like a the big mame there, the lion. How cool would that be? The king of the jungle. Well, what about riding in a cheetah? Yeah, cheetah be smoking. I think you'd fall off though, right? Well, yeah, but if you could ride it like a horse. Uh, G Money in Houston writes this: says, which Houston sports team do you hate the most? Rockets, Texans, or Astros? Ah, come on, it's the Astros. It's got to be the Astros. Not even close. I don't even really hate the Texans. I just think Deshaun Watson's overrated, and the, the Rockets are you know, just a middling team with James Harden. But I don't hate them. Uh, Thomas in oh, this is for you, Gascon. I'll give it to you from Warwick, Rhode Island. Writes and he says, "What the fuck is wrong with your governor?" All right, go ahead, Giska. I just look up relationship. Gavin Newsom, Nancy Pelosi. That will tell you enough. Amos then said, uh, Amos follow-up says, what, what is still wrong with your company? Fuck. <laughs> uh, yeah. Eric in Omaha says, before the pandemic, where was your go-to restaurant to take your wife uh, for a date night? Oh, we had, there's a, uh, there's a couple of restaurants in L.A. we used to go. Well, we went to... Um, I'm trying to remember the name. It's been so long. There was Palermo's in North Hollywood. Not North Hollywood. West, East Hollywood. You ever been to Palermo's? No, but you've told me about it, though. It's a, it's a good spot. Very nice people. Good yeah. people. Palermo's. We went to El Coyote on Beverly. I used to eat there when I lived over in Hollywood. I love El Coyote. It's a lot of like B and C list celebrities will still go in there. And some A-list. I saw me and my wife went there one time, and Seth Rogen was walking out as we were walking in. <laughs> Um, that's pretty good. I don't go to Casa Vega in the Valley. Uh, my friend Jay goes there all the time. That's a Kardashian hangout. A lot of Hollywood uh, losers go there. You ever go to Casa Vega? It's just no. down the street from where we work. Oh yeah, no, I never heard of it. It's do a you, small taco shop. Do you guys go? Did Did you guys go together to Langer's? Yes, yes. The only problem with I love Langer's, my favorite deli. It's the greatest. It's better than any New York deli, any deli anywhere. Langer's deli. Yeah. The problem is they're in a very shitty neighborhood right across from MacArthur Park where you can get any kind of contraband you want. Guns, drugs, you name it. And fake IDs. And fake ID, yes. If you want a fake ID in L.A., you get off the red line station, and there'll be a guy near the phone store that'll be yelling, ID, 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 and then uh, he'll take you into the back of one of the the businesses there, and he's got a book of IDs. He'll get you any ID you want. You want a Social Security, he'll get you that. Uh, You name it, he'll hook you up. Good to go. Uh, but I, yeah, the neighborhood's shitty, but I love it. And they're only open to like four because you don't want to be there after four o'clock. It's that crappy a neighborhood. Um, but yeah, I've been there many times. I love Langer's. Tito's Tacos, Johnny's Pastrami, uh, east of the 405, just east of the 405. That's the point of demarcation. Uh, and, and there's many others, other local restaurants kind of near where I live now that that uh, we're all about. Uh, Charlie in Memphis says, if, when you cook the tomahawk steak, will you explain to your militia what a freezer burn steak tastes like? <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. Sad. I don't know what you're talking about. Pete in Pittsburgh says, Ben, I need you to put me in rehab. He says, Pete, I tried to help you out 20 years ago, Pete. You wouldn't listen to me. I hope you listen now. Get some help, Pete. You're a good guy. We like you. You're a talented guy, Pete. My God. Uh, let's see. Do I want to read this one on the air? Uh, all right. Uh, Russian. Russian kid from Kettering, Ohio writes in. He says, hey, Dick from Dayton. 
Question for the whole crew. Which Hollywood celebrity would be cool for you to see as the president and vice president? Example, example, he says Denzel Washington and Morgan Freeman. As I guess the vice president. Uh, I don't know. Larry David and the fat guy from uh, Jeff Garland. How about that? I don't know. I'm not good with celebrities. I don't know a lot of the celebrities anymore. You a guest guy? Any celebrities that stand out for you? Anybody that you're... What about The Rock? What about Dwayne Johnson? What about Vince yeah. McMahon? Yeah, Vince McMahon. Oh, who's the guy? Remember the guy that did Dirty Jobs? Mike Rowe? Oh, yeah. He's kind of a celebrity. I think he's pretty sharp. You think he's pretty with it? Yeah. Oh, the only other guy that I like a lot, the news guy, uh, John Stossel. Not really a celebrity, but... No, no. I think he's pretty good. Yeah. No? You're not a fan? What about Howard Stern? I like the old Howard Stern. I don't really like the new Howard Stern. Yeah, new Howard Howard Stern's a you know he's a softy. But the old guy was uh, be great, be wonderful. The guy was hanging out with Trump every day, but now hates Trump. <laughs> that guy, that guy. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. You think about where Trump was. All these people were hanging out, and the moment he became pre- running for president, oh my God, he's a racist. He's, oh my Vilified. God, worst person. Yeah, all the same people who are hanging out with him are admitting they're hanging out with a racist. Yeah, but uh, it's just fascinating. All right, I think that's enough, guest gun. Yes, I think is that is that good? Are we good on that? Time to put the baby to bed. All right, listen. Uh, thank you guys for supporting the podcast. We appreciate it. And again, uh, you can watch. Some people like watching Benny versus the Penny after the games because it makes me look like more of a donkey. As <laughs> <laughs> you know, bad I am about handicapping the games, but it is available on the YouTube. We tweet it out. Tell a friend about the podcast. Keep the numbers going up, 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 and onward and upward. And you guys are doing great. I know all the social media, Facebook numbers have been up a lot. The Twitter numbers are going up. So Instagram, we're starting to build a following there as well. So thank you guys. And uh, anything else, guest guy? That's it. Uh, again, make sure you comment, review, subscribe, the whole nine yards. Please. Yes. please. All right. Have a great Sunday. We're back on the radio tonight, breaking down the baseball and also, the, of course, the NFL and whatever the hell else is going on that we don't know about because we recorded this days ago. Uh, have a great day. We'll catch you next time. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. 
And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th, just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 